episode of Cardinal Conversations is about the possibilities of turning Philippine cities to green cities. So, to start off um, of our topic, sir, can you um, enlighten us first about the um, sustainable cities for those who haven't heard of it or are lost in the meaning of it? Well, uh, when we talk about sustainable cities or uh, as you called it green city you know it's uh, in the simplest terms it's a city emitting less or ideally zero carbon pollution and these are cities that implement uh, green solutions such as uh, bicycle lanes solar panels um, reduced use of automobiles recycling and it's more of a compact development you know so it really promotes convenience considering that you know when you're in a compact environment everything is within a walkable distance work uh, fun whatever it is that you do everything that you need should be within a distance a very very convenient distance so uh, basically it teaches people to uh, live small and in terms of mobility it promotes the use of public transport. So I think, um, yeah, that, that, pretty, that pretty much sums it up. What are the plans lined up for the country to achieve green cities and sustainable developments? Okay, so uh, with regards to that uh, question, um, currently we're, uh, we're about to begin our election season. So to answer your question, we still don't know because um, the reality is here in our country, um, uh, development really depends on the uh, say objectives of the executives. No, so we have this trend here in the country that, uh, well, as I've observed, we have this trend where, with each administration, with each new executive, even at the local government level, we have a new set of plans. So I think it's safe to say that there is a lack of continuity in the country. Um, so to answer your question directly, we have yet to know what the plans are. But uh, if you look at the past trends, no, we've, we're looking at um, I'm sorry if this sounds very opinionated, no, but we're, uh, we've seen Somewhat, uh, um, some of them make, make, made a very little change. Some of them I consider as band-aid solutions. And some of them I consider as somewhat for show. Uh, we all know that building green cities is not cheap at all. So what do you think are the capabilities of Philippines to achieve on it? Well, um, if you observe the, our country, you know, we were really, our economy really revolves around the capital, which is Metro Manila. And there's always this trend of in-migration from uh, other cities, other provinces, other regions. So I think what's happening is that um, instead of other cities having opportunities to grow, uh, it's always going to Manila for prosperity for the people, 
no uh, in terms of yung capacity uh, i strongly believe that if our leaders if everyone in general actually everyone all of us no really are really into it we're really aware we're uh, informed of how to do things in terms of preserving our environment i think all cities have the capacity you know, in their own way regardless of the budget diba? uh but there are some little ways to do about it but i think uh if we focus more on growing our other cities outside of metro manila then perhaps there would be a better capacity to build green cities no that is you know if we make the country inclusive did i answer the question <laughs> Yes. yes okay okay uh you can you can interrupt me if i tend to uh, veer off the context uh-huh. no. yeah. yes sir um sir i just ano naalala ko po sinabi po ng dati ko pong teacher na yung allocation daw po ng budget is like um let's say uh, manila makati and etc talagang ano daw po as in pagsasamay lahat ng budget at tapos after that dun palang i bibigay yung budget. So, um, uh, so Manila, Makati, Caloocan, then after nun, dun palang ibibigay per city. Eh, ang sabi po nung dati ko pong teacher, na it's more of, dapat hindi parang equal yung pagbibigay ng budget. Kasi, ang nangyayari po kasi, mas malaki naman po yung Manila kaysa sa Makati. Katulad po dito sa amin, malaki po yung Bulacan. Pero yung budget po na nabibigay sa amin is the same dun po sa mga malilit na cities. So, in a way, parang mas maano po siguro yung capability natin to be, to go green if in a, ano, in such term na parang equi, equ, it's not equality, eh, more of equity, am I right? So, yes, sir. Uh, if you're referring to yung internal revenue allotment, no, um, I agree na it should not be equal. In fact, uh, when it comes to cities like Makati, uh, Quezon City, you know, I think they should have the least amount of uh, era of internal revenue allotment. Kasi they can earn as much money naman eh. Ano nga eh. Sabaga, I think barya na lang sa kanila yung era eh. No? So, I think uh, the slice of the pie should be bigger for you know, the smaller cities to give them opportunity to develop themselves. Diba? Uh, we are, we're, we're having this uh, trend also no, in the country wherein when municipalities, uh, certain or areas, smaller areas, no, municipalities, uh, want to apply for uh, being becoming a city mm-hmm. from municipality, you know, there's a tendency of other cities to disagree with that because te- it becomes uh, that that municipality if it becomes a city they got they get to have a bigger slice of the pie diba? so so nangyayari tuloy na discourage in development ng ating smaller municipalities and cities so i guess those are one of our weaknesses when in terms of going green 
But what are we, the specific strengths of the Philippines to consider this goal possible? Hmm, strengths. Um, I think no, dun sa yung ating less urbanized cities, uh, in terms of their uh, local production, I think that could be a real strength. Uh, also, uh, in lesser developed cities, no, they have an opportunity to develop towards the direction of sustainability. Unlike old, uh, unless unlike yung older cities natin dito na highly urbanized na, uh, it it becomes more difficult to go green when you have an already established city that is already highly urbanized. It's very dense, you no. Know? So it becomes more inconvenient to have a change of ano, change of direction na yung current state natin status quo, and then going towards the direction of sustainability. Uh, for lesser developed cities, no, I think they have a better chance of going sustainable. That is, if they, they set their minds to it. Diba? So, to answer your question when it comes to strength, uh, sorry, no, I, I apologize. So it's, it's, it's really hard for me to point out strengths right now because uh, with the trend of the past decade, no, from 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 me uh, being a student back then and then becoming a professional, no, all I've seen are is just really a lot of you know uh, incorrect steps. If in the context of sustainability, you no, know, incorrect steps and like I mentioned earlier, band-aid solutions and programs that are simply for show, diba? But uh, I guess uh, I apologize for being a very, a very huge skeptic. No, but I, I, it's hard for me to point out strengths right now. So um, perhaps let's say a strength would be more on developing uh, opportunities. Na lang yun. Opportunities to develop. Uh, yung mga era-dependent cities natin towards sustainability. Then, perhaps we could also we could also decongest Manila if you know develop ibang cities natin. And then, who knows? Maybe it's for the good. No? Uh, yes, sir. Um, na sabi niyo po yung incorrect steps. Um, yung question po is. What are the common misconceptions regarding green cities? At bakit nagiging nagiging incorrect yung pag uh, apply nila na, ng mga ito? Well, uh, common well the common misconception no, which is I think the ultimate downer for a lot of our executives, which is yung cost, the cost of going green. Kasi uh, to go towards a greener direction means being um, having to utilize innovation, having to utilize new technologies. Uh, one prime example of that is the use of solar panels. Uh, it's very expensive to use solar panels, but uh, I think uh, what most people don't grasp or don't realize, no, that sustainability takes time you know, to achieve. And 
initially, it will be very, very expensive. Kasi you're going from the status quo and you're going to have an abrupt change when it comes to yung expenditures, your lifestyle, magkakaroon ng ano, major changes. So, um, the misconception that it's expensive is not, not entirely incorrect, but in the long run kasi, you get yung, uh, yung benefits ng, uh, ng sustainability. You know? uh, that being ultimately what we're enjoying today, the earth that we're enjoying today will be enjoyed by the next generation and the generation after that. That's the long-term benefit. And uh, in the long run, yung ating expenses, yung expenditures natin will become lower and lower no? uh, with the use of less um, non-renewable energy, something like that. Yung mga ganun, uh, palaging mahal. Yung palaging yung sagot, eh. mahal, mahal kasi. Diba? So, ayun, yun yung typical na misconception. No? And uh, also another misconception that uh, I, I tend to hear a lot is that um, people will live a simpler life when you're going green. That's not true. You can, we, you can, be live, uh, you can live a sustainable life by not necessarily giving up a lot of things. And I'm, I'm referring to physical things. Huh? It doesn't necessarily mean you need to have a small house or you don't own a car, no? It just means that um, you have, ano lang, you, you can own a car, but you have to use it less. Something like that, diba? It doesn't necessarily mean you have to change your lifestyle. So, yun. Um, sir, I do agree that it really takes time to um, see yung changes that we first have it may be expensive nga sa una, pero mm-hmm. ba, as we go on, we're not only helping the environment, but we're actually saving a lot from it once we invest. Ba? That's why we use the word invest on things like those. Pero um, siguro uh, beyond that, um, we would also like to ask for your opinions about this following statements. Like, acting sustainable, sustainably only when convenient. I remember I had to interview one of my professors. She was a science teacher. And then she mentioned that we only think of things na it's convenient, but to be honest, hindi naman. Like for example, riding a car on to a certain destination we feel comfortable because we're just sitting inside the car. But then if you if we measure the time that we use traveling, we would be like, if we really give like proper thinking of it, it would just take us five minutes or 10 minutes. But then we choose to ride cars because we feel that it's convenient. So what can you say about it? Well, uh... So the statement is saying that it's uh, we only do it because it's convenient. Yes. No, I I completely disagree. No, going green is very inconvenient. I mean, I mean, in the context of what where we are now, and then going the, to the direction to the direction of sustainability, it's very inconvenient because it's, we're looking at the change of an abrupt change of lifestyle. 
Um, for example, like the like the example you stated, no, when it comes to using the private car, uh, I understand that it is really really inconvenient to use public transport right now because we uh, it's one thing that we really need to improve upon here in especially here in Metro Manila. Uh, I myself, I own a car and uh, let's just use the example of Mapua back when we were still uh, uh, learning face-to-face. Uh, instead of using the car, I always opt to, to just walk or uh, ride the train and ride the jeepneys. No? It's very inconvenient, actually. Imagine, imagine me uh, as a professor, I always have to look prim and proper in front of my students. So, syempre, may insecurities naman din naman kami mga professor. Pag umaharap kami sa inyo, syempre, we have to look our best, di ba, na prim and proper kami. So, imagine, imagine how inconvenient it was for me to actually have to go to school back then and then pawis-pawis, siya init-init, di ba? It's very inconvenient to go green. It's not convenient. We're not doing it because it's convenient. We're doing it uh, so it will become convenient eventually. No, But to say that we're doing it because it's convenient, I think that works in the context of ano eh, uh, yung pressure. No? Kasi parang lately, a lot of maraming civic groups, maraming uh, social groups, Nah, they're really crying out for the environment, and that's that's it's a good thing, no? Uh, but uh, the tendency is to try to cater to what they're crying for, for convenience. I think that's the context of the statement, no? Pero going green, it's not in it's not convenient. It's very very inconvenient. Well, sir, we've already we're now talking about yung mga sustainable moves currently here in the Philippines, I think we also have to give credits to sa mga e-trikes na nakikita natin. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you think it's a good um, initiative? Um, because there are statements that batteries are bad. So, what is your opinion about it? So, well, that would be an interesting study, I mean, uh, is the uh, life cycle of a battery way worse than using oil or gas? That would, be, that, that would be an interesting study. Because uh, in countries like the US, we've been seeing trends of people going hybrid when it comes to their cars. They're going fully electric when it comes to their cars. And then they're installing yung charging stations nila instead of gas stations. So... Uh, perhaps they have the answer to that. Hindi ko pa, I'm not fully aware yet. Uh, I'll take a look at that. That's very interesting, really. But uh, with, with the subject of e-trikes, no, I think ano, we should look at the bigger picture. Talaga eh. Kasi when it comes to transportation, no, uh, the key to going sustainable when it comes to transportation, and I strongly believe this, even if our transport is still using gas, no, if we have a really, really good public transportation system, or much better yet, integrated public transport system, no, 
even if it's still using gas, if we get people to use less private cars and go use public transport, it will make a huge difference. Uh, I think uh, it will be much more sustainable yung emissions na na-produce ng ating public transport that uses gas can be managed by nature itself. Uh, the thing is, yung uh, hmm, e-trike kasi, yung tricycle, no? uh, in the whole picture of the transportation system, no? the tricycle is yung ating uh, yung end-to-end, yung dulo-dulo ng mga trips natin. Meaning, sumasakay tayo ng tricycle papunta sa bus, nasasakay tayo ng bus papunta sa school. Tapos, pagpa-uwi na, sasakay tayo ng bus papunta sa, ano, sa tricycle, sasakay tayo ng tricycle papunta sa bahay. Nag-gets nyo? So, yun yung trip start sa trip end. No? Um, going, e, uh, kung tricycle lang yung ating sustainable na part, and then the other parts of the transport system is, ano, still, hati pa rin tayo sa bus and private car and then add all the others. No? I don't think it will work yet. No, I, I don't think it will have that much impact in the bigger picture. Kasi po, right, um, medyo limited pa rin yung scope ng e-tricycle. So, it may not. But then, for me naman po, I think it's a good start. As, yes. At least we're mm-hmm. having that initiative to change. Yes. So, so, in line with that, do you think that um, the country can help achieve the UN SDG 11 within 2030 or by 2030? So, UN SDG 11 is to make cities and human settlements inclusive, okay, safe, resilient, and sustainable. Um, uh, safe to say we're going there with our current uh, policies and guidelines when it comes to development. No? Uh, HLURB uh, released uh, guidelines when it comes to integrating uh, climate change reduction strategies and um, sorry, disaster mitigation and preparedness. Uh, disaster preparedness and mitigation guidelines they also sent, uh, sent out for our LGUs to utilize. So, I think we're on the right path when it comes to that. No? Um, but in terms of the term inclusive, uh, I think that's where uh, skepticism when it comes to inclusive. Because like I said, there's this trend of in-migration towards the metro here in our country. So, um, and for the past for this, for the current administration, no, uh, where your focus is more on infrastructure. Uh, let's just say, you uh, know, the the term in the in, the term inclusive is still uh, a bit of major uh, far pa. Hindi pa natin siya maabot. If the current trend, ating the current na situation natin ngayon, yung, yung kanilang mga goals and objectives would continue on to the next administration. But let's say karon tayo ng changes in goals, no? Um, if we work on creating income opportunities for people in lesser developed cities, 
no, perhaps no, we can encourage or discourage the immigration towards the metro. Because what happens here is the metro becomes more and more dense as time goes by. And then because nandito yung opportunity sa metro, people are not going out of the metro at all. No? And then dahil nagkakaroon na tayo ng uh, density, ng very heavy na density sa loob ng metro, uh, there's a ten tendency to uh, find residences within the, the vicinity of the metro. So nagkakaroon tayo bigla ng mga condominiums and subdivisions. But the problem is, lahat ng ano, lahat ng job opportunities, yung income opportunities, nasa loob ng metro. So what anong solution? Bibili ng sasakyan. No, so I think if we, uh, when it comes to UN SDG 11, no, uh, safe, resilient, and sustainable, we're on the we're on the right track. Kaya kaya na kaya na natin yun, kasi. Um, mas matindi na awareness natin ngayon when it comes to resiliency eh. Diba? Kasi binabagyo tayo, binabaha tayo. So, dahil uh, dahil doon, nagkakaroon tayo ng negative experiences, very, very visual negative experiences, uh, people are starting to think towards yung uh, resiliency, but um, we should work more on the inclusive part. Um, sir, um, na-take note ko lang po yung sinabi niyo pong vicinity around Metro Manila. So, which is, ano pa di ba po yung mga Valenzuela, Caloocan, Bulacan, um, lalo na po dito sa amin, nakatira po ako sa Maykawayan. Okay. Um, Marilaw, Maykawayan. So, yung bago pong LRT, na yung pinaka-last station po is San Jose del Monte, Bulacan. So, San Jose to EDSA. So, mm -hmm. ang ano po, dun sa tapat po ng SM Marilaw po namin. Meron na pong as in talagang mga structures. Nakikita na po yung mga post ng 4D 4D train. Ang okay. ano ko lang po, is it sustainable yung move po nila na to expand yung mega city that is Metro Manila to the neighboring cities? Ah... Uh... I don't see anything wrong with expansion. No. Um there, there have been studies done by uh, some of uh, some of our professors in Mapua that show uh, that urbanization or rapid expansion or rapid urbanization of uh, vicinities or of the metro is possible without having to uh, let's say without having without be, it being at the cost of the environment, no. And uh, you mentioned that there there is the new uh, light rail uh, that is being constructed there. I think that is the correct move. Uh, development should be transport oriented. I mean, to be specific, public transport oriented. No? So instead of building roads going to those areas, they build trains. Which is a, a really, really good move. I really agree with that. Now, um, I just hope they're doing it the right way. No, I, I just hope na yung development that ensues after na mabuo na yung mga, yung mga stations doon, I hope the development becomes uh, is a, on a more sustainable direction. 
<laughs> One problem with um, most of Filipinos ay yung parang they're impatient so they just want to see it agad mm. and not even thinking about what it can do to us in the long run or in um, like years from now, diba? yung mga effects ng move nila. So, in line with this, po, what do you think are the efforts uh, needed to be done to help achieve yung UNSDG 11? Po? Pero for me, po, I don't think na it's not that possible yet for Manila itself to attain this in the near future. Because as you've said earlier, po, it is overpopulated. Like everyone just wants to go there because of opportunities and stuff. But let's also talk about the efforts na kailangan po talaga natin. Okay. Um, uh, shall we use Metro Manila as an example? Okay. Sige. I'm, a lot of this is going to be opinion. Just on... Uh, so for Metro Manila, no. Uh, one one prime model that I see where Metro Manila can go towards to is New York City. No, Metro Manila in area is six hundred thirty six square meters. New York City is seven hundred eighty three. I sorry, square square kilometers. Six hundred thirty six square kilometers. Right. And uh, New York City is 783 square kilometers. So we're looking at the difference of 100, more, more or less, or more, more than 100 square kilometers. Um, Metro Manila has uh, more than 170 parks. Impressive ba yun? What do you think? Um, honestly, I could I can't really feel yung mga parks na yon because <laughs> we're surrounded with lots of streets yeah. <laughs> and buildings. Na kahit hindi right. naman katangkad, parang it's suffocating in a way. Right. Okay. So New York City has more than seventeen hundred parks. No. So I mean, just if we're looking at a model. No, a model. I think New York City is a good model for Metro Manila. I'm not talking about in particular cities in Metro Manila. I'm talking about Metro Manila itself as a whole. Um, one thing that I see wrong in Metro Manila is that, uh, like I mentioned earlier, New York City is one city. Metro Manila is 16. 16 cities. We have 16 different objectives in a 636 square kilometer tract of land. Diba? And all of them are highly urbanized areas. So, so um, if effort ang pinag-uusapan natin, I think one ultimate effort would be to consolidate Metro Manila into one government unit. Just so, just so we can have ano, uh, a coherence no? when it comes to working the whole parcel of land, the whole tract of land ng Metro Manila. And then I think from there, if we have one governing body to decide on this, 
uh, I think uh, yung efforts such as yung production of private vehicles, I think that's number one for me. That number one, the reduction of private vehicles, um, public transport integration, no? Because one thing that I see wrong in our public transport is inconvenience, sir. Because it's not integrated. Meaning, like I mentioned kanina, no, sa sakay ka ng tricycle, papunta sa jeep, sa sakay na ng jeep, papunta sa bus sasakay ka ng bus, papunta doon sa pupuntahan mo. ba? Diba? And then it's the other, and then pabalik naman. ba? Diba? And that takes you what? Three? Two hours? That's what? Four hours of your day taken away from you just by traveling. No? So if you have shorter trips, then perhaps people would use the public transport. Kaso hindi eh. Hindi ganun ka-integrated. Wala tayong jeepney stops. Uh, tricycles just drop off anywhere. No? Um, hindi pa um, there's a huge chunk of the road being used by private vehicles also no so that's one thing and uh, I think we should exert more effort on which is um, I, I see we have we have a little bit of progress on that with the uh, Edsa Carousel no that's one thing it's So I I I I see it more as a way of relieving the volume of passengers on trains instead of relieving the volume of private cars on roads. Naten. So I think if the goal is relieving the private cars, then if the goal is reducing, para reducing the private cars naten on the road, then we we would see a much better result. No? Instead of ang thinking natin is, ay, buwasan natin yung sumasakay ng train, sasakay natin ng bus. Hindi. Buwasan natin yung sumasakay ng sasakyan, ng sariling sasakyan. I think yun dapat. Well, what other efforts? Um, the, use of, uh, the use of bicycles, promote the use of, so may mga bicycle lanes, which is na-implement na ngayon, gawa ng pandemic, which is sad. Kailangan magkaroon pa ng pandemic para lang, ano mo yun, <laughs> for us to do something about yung mga the use of bicycles. Um, if I remember correctly, uh, one of the first cities, or if, if not the first no, city na mag-implement ng bike lanes is Marikina. No? Um, I'm familiar with it because project siya ng dad ko. So, nung bata ako, dinala niya ako dun sa, sa, ano nun, sa inauguration ng bike lanes na yun. So it was uh, an early ano early eye opening para sa akin yun na para oh, okay pwede naman pala magbike na lang eh punta sa work instead na magcar instead na magjeep instead na magtricycle pwede naman pala magbike and we're healthier in the process no so yun um we're looking at an all around effort really from leaders From constituents, from yeah, from everyone actually, all around effort dapat siya. So you've mentioned poster yung ano bike lane po. So how does it, how can it affect the traffic? Tapos po parang hindi pa po delikado yon or what what can how can it affect yung traffic natin? Will will it worsen po with that? 
Uh, okay. So what happened, no, sa the way I see it, is we've had a reduction of people who utilize public transport because of the pandemic. So they opted to use bikes. Kasi nga, mahal naman ang sasakyan. No, and then we've, we've also had people who, uh, like me, who have cars and uh, before opted to use the public transport, na nag-switch na uli sa sasakyan. So we've got bumalik na uli tayo dun sa predominantly private vehicle na ano situation um the things that i see wrong na uh, when it comes to the bike lanes in- implemented yung itong recent year is that they provided bike lanes along highways which i find mali mali yun delikado sobrang delikado noon you've got high speed vehicles running along bicycles you know one one human power versus yung ilang horsepower ng mga sasakyan. That's very dangerous. And I think it should have been thought more thoroughly, especially uh, by uh, transport planners. No? Um, instead of using the highways, they should have thought of using you know, yung mga arterial roads natin, uh, which I believe magpifit naman. No? So, to answer your question, um, it will not make things worse. It won't. If done correctly. Answer. So um, the next question po is, do you think that Metro Manila can be redeveloped into a sustainable metropolis? Uh, yes, no? Yes, I really do. I really do believe that. Uh, Metro Manila is a relatively small area to work with. Really, totoo lang. It's, it's just the situation within Metro Manila that makes it very difficult to, to develop it sustainably. Kasi, like I said, we have 16 LGUs within Metro Manila alone. And it's only 600-something Square kilometers. It's a very small land to be to be uh, managed by sixteen people or by sixteen governments. I mean, no. Uh, this was tried to be um, managed in into one cohesive manner by the establishment of the MMDA. No. Unfortunately, the powers of the MMDA is superseded by the powers of the LGU. So, doon pa lang para may malina. Diba? Ang nangyayari tuloy, ang ginagawa ng MMDA ngayon, nag-repare ng kalsada, nag-de-deploy nag, uh, ng traffic enforcers, yun na lang yung trabaho nila ngayon. Kasi, superseded yung powers nila. Um, if some, some, if uh, by some uh, way, ma-expand ma- ma- natin yung powers ng MMDA, I think development towards a sustainable Metro Manila is possible. So, that would be a good start, siguro, to have one governing body doing the planning for development within Metro Manila. And then, from there, um, we work ourselves inconveniently towards a sustainable future. 
Ayan po, sir. Because we've talked about yung mga um, metropolis and new cities, ganun po. So, is the new Clark City the future of the country or do you think na it's just a big expensive bus for? Okay. So, Clark City was developed from a military base. Correct ba ako? Tama ba? No? And I've seen Clark firsthand. I've, uh, I was able to conduct a study no, on uh, Clark. But uh, in the context of their beef with yung indigenous peoples, yung mga indigenous people na malapit sa kanila. They had, they had some conflicts kasi doon. So I did a study there. No, I saw it firsthand. Um, it was a time na, say, let's say, hilaw pa. Hilaw pa si Clark. No, I think they're going the right direction. Um, putting up uh, industries, uh, employment opportunities. I don't see it as a big bus, really. Um, expensive, yes, it is, but development is expensive, no. Mm, let's say, let's just say, if in the bigger picture, no. Let's hope that it's not just Clark. Uh, no, let's pray or let's work towards a future wherein throughout the country, maraming Clark. No, sana ganun. Uh, it's not a bust. Development will uh, is not always a bust. No? As if it creates opportunities for income, if uh, opportunities for a better quality of life, it's not a bust. No? So, yun. yun. I think that's my stand on it. If I Hopefully, it's not just Clark. <laughs> diba? Yes, sir. Um, with that in mind, po, sir, should these sustainable development plans or other future plans become one of the major talking points during the election? Well, yes. No? In the context of being human beings, it should always be some the talking point in any situation. Uh, and when it comes to making decisions, uh, especially with regards to governance, uh, policies, ganyan, uh, it should always be taken into consideration. Uh, it should be part of the talking points. Um, but considering how the election system, how our election environment or election ecosystem operates, they don't usually talk about the boring things. And the environment is, in reality, it's a boring topic. No? So, so if you're asking me if it should be talked about, definitely. Will it be talked about? I doubt. So, Ayan Pastor, um, how do you think we can make the concept of sustainable cities more accessible? Mm, okay. So... Um, it can go in many ways. Eh. No, if you're talking about awareness, no. Um, see, I think it's safe to say people are already aware. Because this past year, lang, in the experience, natin, what a 
carbon neutral society looks like uh, or, or say carbon neutral urban environment looks like when experience natin yan nung kailan ba yan March 2020 April 2020 di ba ang clear ng skies natin tapos ang fresh ng hangin yan March 2020 di ba so that's one way of of Siguro kung parang pagdiinan natin, uy, naalala niyo yung experience natin ng 2020 na walang masyadong usok, ang linis ng hangin, di ba? Tapos nakikita natin yung Sierra Madre galing sa, ano, sa saan ba? Antipolo or something like that. Yung, yung ganang experiences. Uh, and if, peop, if we make people realize that there's something that's much better than the status quo, that would be one. No, that would be for awareness. In terms of accessibility uh, towards a sustainable city, in terms of policy, no, if we can get a leader, a, an executive that has those goals sa kanyang platform, then we can, we might see uh, if ma-access natin yung ganung situation yung goal natin na yun. no it's all up to us diba? i'm hopeful that we can make you know that we can use this our this as a, this election season as an opportunity for us to actually make some changes i'm hopeful i'm skeptic but i'm hopeful <laughs> uh, yes sir um With that being hopeful, Pusser, um, how do you see the Philippines in the next 10 years? Okay, so when, 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 I'm, when I'm encountered with these kinds of questions, no, I always look at the past. Diba? As a researcher, wala ka naman ibang pwedeng tignan. It's always the past. Look at the trend, what's happening, what happened. Uh, 10 years is I might say, I mean, with, with what happened in the past 10 years, no, from the point ng studyante ako, and then naging professional ako up until now, I don't think there will be much change. No? Um, I see change in the next 25 to 50 years. Yun yung nakikita ko. No? Um, Because uh, no matter how much of a skeptic I am, nakikita ko pa rin naman, there are people na who want to do something about attention of the people who can do something about it. And uh, in the context of your question, not much change in 10 years, but we might be on the right track. Let me stress the word might. We might be on the right track. <laughs> um, same here, sir. Um, I don't expect that much change. Pero maybe when, maybe about two years, we seen a, a much more like a fast-paced development and um, betterment of such things. Maybe... I'll be more hopeful with a drastic change by 10 years. <laughs> I hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> Same here po because I know na for once 
um, change doesn't come by a night or whatever. Pero po, siguro sa akin, as, as, as an aspiring architect then po, siguro it would always um, be one of my goals and siguro yung mga fellow batchmates ko would always see um, Green City as one of the solution to many problems po. Pero again, we have to we have to be patient talaga kasi ayun hindi naman natin kayang ayusin lahat in just one night pa tama um, one thing to point out no um in achieving uh, such goals that is very far fetched from your status quo like sabihin na natin uh, the ideal situation of metro manila na sustainable siya and all that um it's 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 one thing to note that it may be a good thing to work on that no but it should also be important it's also important to note that uh, there will be always resistance to change no so it's it shouldn't always be the goal should not always be uh, sustainable again so maybe we can start with baby steps lang no more sabi natin more attainable goals in uh, within the context of yung goal natin of a sustainable city like uh, simulan lang natin sa pagpapaganda ng public transport natin it's one goal no kahit gumagamit pa ng gas yung bus natin okay lang sige kahit hindi pa siya electric okay lang just make sure people are riding it. And then we start, then then slowly you move the goalpost. And then yung bigger picture na ma-achieve na natin yung sustainable. Kasi wala, magkakaroon na at magkakaroon ng resistance. No? Kaya nga, diba, in the political landscape, meron tayong progressives at meron tayong conservatives. Diba? Left and right. Yan yung palagi nahirinig natin. Eh. Diba? I think uh, uh, magkakaroon tayo ng attainment of goals if we stay at the center. Palansin natin. Kasi pag binigla natin, eh, parang, bakit? Ba't natin gagawin yan? Ganun, di ba? <laughs> um, sir, before pala anything else, may gusto daw po kayong shout out or anything? Ay, Anyone? Ako? Yes po, shout out. Ah! Wow, hindi ko naisip yun ah. <laughs> I, uh, I, ano, siga. Actually, I want to, ano lang, to mention uh, yung mga co-faculty ko no, who has been working real hard this past year. No, it's actually, uh, I, I understand that it's been very uncomfortable for them. Most, uh, kasi uh, technology can be very daunting as well. So, ayun. Gusto ko lang gusto ko lang i-acknowledge yung hard work nila. No? And for for you students, no, I, I hope you also appreciate yung hard work ng mga professors niyo. And actually, uh, any other thing else uh, out of curiosity lang no. Kasi uh, I actually agreed to this podcast. Kasi I was very curious with your organization. <laughs> no, uh, back in my time, wala pang Radio Cardinal. And uh, so, nung narinig ko nga ito, and then I got invited, I got curious. 
no? Uh, I I just uh, I feel unfortunate lang na I'm doing this in the comfort of my home. Parang gusto kong ma-witness yung maganda ninyong studio sa admin building. <laughs> in the future, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, Isabel, are there any uh, takeaways at the same time also shout-outs? Well, for me, um, uh, well, this is something that we've always talked about in, cl- in the classroom. But it's nice to know additional things now we like the current situations it's nice to talk about that for a change well not really because it's a common topic um in architecture so i wish that all of our listeners would be able to learn something from this because a lot of people just turn blind with this concept not all are willing to change the bar and not all are willing to go into that sustainable city concept because for for one um a lot of people will just think that it's an expensive thing that we have a lot more problems that we have to address first before we see this because architecture it's just aesthetic or things like that so not really all would understand but the thing is we can actually earn a lot from this not not profit of not only profit of not only when we talk about profit but also well-being of people and um in terms of health as well it can do a lot of things so siguro that's my major takeaway from this talk that i wish that everyone would understand every listeners would understand So, uh, if I if I may add no, uh, since I'm talking to the uh, future generation of architects and planners and engineers, um, if you really if in your own little way, you no know, individually you want to uh, say do something about the current situation natin with with regards to the environment, um. Always think in terms of convenience. Though, how ironic, no? Kasi sinasabi ko, inconvenient nga yung gagawin natin. But you're in, your, you're, you're in a stage of your life when you're about to make decisions. Okay? So I, I, I wish I learned this a long time ago. Pero I'm sharing this with you now because I believe kung lahat ng tao ginawa to, no? in an situ- ideal situation, no? If everyone did this, itong set of principles na to, uh, I think there will be a much better situation for our environment. So, ngayon nag-aaral kayo. Di ba? And you're working towards a goal, which is becoming an architect, becoming an engineer, becoming a planner. Good. Well and good. Uh, by the time you get there, you no. Know, Think about your everyday lives in the concept of convenience. Now, in the uh, in the concept of living small, living simple, and living minimally. No, if sabi na natin nakatira ka sa Bulacan, then strive to find a job sa Bulacan. Some uh, uh, find work na kaya mong nakaren na alam mo yun. Nandiyan lang siya. No? Uh, try to uh, 
live as simple as possible. No, it's not always about going big. No, life is not about always going big or go and go home. Hindi ganon yun. No, think about your happiness. No, if something makes you happy, acknowledge that it makes you happy. Take note of what makes you happy, and then, magin content ka nado. No, our situation now, the way I see it, no, stems from man wanting to go big all the time. So we've got nalalaking industries, we have huge cities, and now the environment is paying for it. So you, as the future generation, uh, if we have a minimalist mindset, no, I think, no, in your own little way, it makes life a lot easier for you, no, and it's good for the environment as well. It's my way of saying, please, wala kayo bumili ng sasakyan. Follow us. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash ECSSPMC. And on uh, Twitter and Instagram, it's at ECSSPMC as well. So, there. And for me naman po, um, don't forget to follow us on our Facebook account, facebook.com slash Mapua Radio Cardinal. And on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Radio underscore Cardinal. Of course, for our listeners, the Cardinal conversation would be live on our Facebook, will premiere on our Facebook page as well. And of course, if you wanna, if you missed it, you can of course check us out also on Spotify, where the podcast is also available. Once again, this has been um, Mapua Radio Cardinal, Radical Podcast.